Welcome to Stadium View Podcast with Andre Edginson, Isaac Romero, and James Brown. We have a great show for you. Be sure to follow our Instagram page at Stadium Views Podcast. Once again, that's at Stadium Views Podcast. And take part our, in our polls and share any topics you'd like to be discussed here on the show. So let's get to it. The Lakers beat the Houston Rockets last night 112-102, to taking the series 2-1. to Playoff Rondo showed up big, finishing with 21 points and with the big part of the Lakers' fourth quarter rally. Have the Lakers taken control of the series, and who's to blame for the Rockets' bad play as of late? Uh, let's go with James. Um, honestly, man, I, 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 the Lakers, you know, have looked impressive, you know, the last couple of games after losing game one to the Rockets. Uh, Rondo showed up big last night, you know, something we haven't seen since his days at the, with the Celtics back when they won the title against the Lakers when he's going against the, you know, the great Kobe Bryant. And then boys, but you know the Lakers. You know they they've done good. You know I feel like their starters. You know McGee, of course. You know, you know having to play small ball couldn't really play that much. You know Danny Green has to do a lot better. He has to do a lot better. Shooting up just just five shots only throughout the whole game, going one for five, over for three from the field. Uh, KCP is a no show. You know he's been a no show for this whole series, and I feel like Anthony Davis, and LeBron once again. I haven't put the team on the shows, but like I said, all season long, these other guys got to step up. And last night, it was Rondo. Playoff Rondo showing that big. 8 for 11 from the field, 3 for 5 from the three-point line. You know, Kuzma putting up 14 points. You know, the Lakers is going to come with that every time because they go against anybody else in the Western Conference. So, you know, the Clippers, should I say, you know, I feel like maybe Denver, you know, they got to do a lot better than what they're doing. You know, LeBron. You know, show that big first half, but then that second half, especially in the fourth quarter, it was Rondo. And, you know, I asked the second question to that part, you know, as far as who's to blame for the Rockets. Um, I got to blame the, uh, I got a game of uh, Westbrook's, you know, you know, shooting. You know, there's some, you know, some games, you know, he showed up big with 30 points yesterday, but there's also times in the game where he's making some of these boneheaded plays. You know, game one, you know, is the out of balance pass. Or so, you know, the mishappen of, you know, uncontrolling, you know, himself, you know, going to the rack. But once again, you know, especially not having house last night, not sure why he wasn't playing. And also if PJ Tucker has to do a lot more than shooting up three shots, you know, playing 38 minutes and only having three points. You know, these guys got to get involved a lot more. Eric Golden, you know, has to do a lot better after showing up big, you know, in the playoffs since coming back from his injury. But I feel like, you know, the Rockets got to do a lot better. You know, the small ball can only go so far. But just playing three guys from the bench, I feel like Mike D'Antoni's got to go a lot better, you know, into his bench and deeper and playing some of these guys to give, you know, these starters some rest in these minutes because starters are playing 35 minutes plus. The only starter outside of the – only starter that played, you know, minutes like that was, you know, was JR was Green, you know, coming off the bench playing 35 minutes. But, you know, I think the Lakers are going to take this one in six games. I feel the Rockets will win game four, but, you know – I'll say Lakers in six. Isaac, do you agree? I agree. Um, but I think to me, the the biggest liability has been Westbrook. He's, he hasn't showed his, his veteran poise, his go-to um, instincts. He's 100 miles an hour all the time. And that's great when you can control it, when you can harness it, but he's everywhere. He's not, he's not making clear decisions. And 
a smart player would know when he's on and he would distribute the ball and, and, you know, penetrate and, and kick out. And he's just hundred miles an hour head down and it's not, not being efficient. And to me, this series is, is technically still could have won game two and three. Um, the Lakers only pulled away in the fourth quarter after um, that turnover. turnover um, and in game three, but throughout the game, the Rockets were leading. So it's not like they don't have a chance. I think they're their own worst enemy as far as them being um, not poised and not, and not aware of what's going on out there. Um, and they and they collapse. There to me, there's no team chemistry. I think when once Westbrook just gets the ball, he's he's out for himself and not playing team ball. And I, I think if D'Antoni would be smart, he would he would pull him. I would pull him, and or at least talk to him and say, hey, you need to distribute the ball, and it's it's not it's not happening right now. You're not on. Um, but I still think the uh, the Rockets can can win one more game. They can take it to seven if they gather themselves and uh, just be poised. I think D'Antoni needs to um, call timeouts at the right time. He's letting these guys self-implode. And I think a smart coach would let um, his team know and just give him a, a, a check, say, hey, you need to uh, slow the game down or gather yourselves and distribute the ball. But uh, these players need, need to come, come through um, and Westbrook, to me, has a lot to prove because this is OKC. He was doing the same thing. Um, and he, he needs to develop a, uh, a it's awareness when he's playing because, to me, he's a great player, awesome player, but he's not, he's not a, a, a game changer to me because of that reason. He can't keep control of his game or he doesn't know when to pass. He's just... He's reckless, but I still think they can win. And I, I think they'll, they'll win game four. And I'll, the Lakers probably win the seven. I think he's going seven games because Rondo, to me, is not – it was very impressive what he's doing, but can he do it again? You know, throughout the season, he showed flashes of himself, of his old self, excuse me. And then the next game, he's shooting air balls. So I want to see more from him. But he's, he's definitely – the veteran they needed. J.R. Smith hasn't worked out. Um, KCP has been nowhere. I don't know where he's at. So definitely, um, they're going to need Rondo to show up again. But like I said, Rondo's not really known for his offense. He's more of a distributor. But uh, I think he'll, uh, he'll, he'll definitely be a factor going on in the series. We also have Andre part of this podcast, but tonight he's not on here, so we'll just keep moving forward. Um, on to the next topic. The Miami Heat are, heating, are heading to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in six years, knocking out the Greek Freak and Milwaukee Bucks in five games in the closeout game 103-94. to Does Miami have a legitimate chance of winning the Eastern Conference Finals? If so, who can stop them? James? Um, I believe they do have a legitimate chance of a legitimate chance of winning the Eastern Conference. You know, although last night, you know, I feel like they didn't play too well as a whole overall. You know, Jimmy Butler and uh, Dragic, you know, led their team with scoring with just 17 points. 
you know, of course they got the job done. They got the job done collectively, but, you know, shooting like that, I feel like they took an off night knowing, I think because the Bucks didn't have the Greek freak, you know, it's going to take a lot more to get the job done in the Eastern Conference Finals, especially when you're going against, you know, the Raptors who have something to prove without having Kawhi there and defending the title that they won. And also you got the Celtics. Celtics, you know, Brad Stevens takes advantages of your uh, mistakes you know, turns them into, you know, into good situations for them, especially with the boys, Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Marcus Smart, who's good, good coming off the bench. But I think uh, Miami does have a chance of uh, winning the Eastern Conference Finals, especially with Jimmy Butler coming down there and bringing that, that mentality of, you know, of a road dog who get the job done, who's all about his business, in which you can see why he left Minnesota with Cat and them boys out there and also in Philly. Joe being and Ben Simmons, you know, coming to Miami, he he changed the culture, you know, and gave a new kind of attitude to the meaning of, you know, handling business and heat basketball in Miami. But I do feel like they could win the Eastern Conference Finals, um, being only lost one game so far in the playoffs, thus, you know, so far. And I feel like they uh, they can get it done. But depending on who they play, they got to make sure they got to come and bring that, that attitude of getting their business done each and every night. Isaac? Well, yes, they do. Miami, to me, has been the, the surprise team. Um, not to me, of course, because I always saw Jimmy Butler as he had that killer instinct. And it's, it's shown. When, when he was in uh, Philadelphia, that was a different team. To me, he had that veteran presence. He had that, uh, they had an identity. Um, to me, Joel Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons are not, they're superstars, but they're not franchise players to me. Um, they don't get along. It's obvious they don't. The chemistry is not there. Um, but going back to Jimmy Butler, I think he's definitely left an imprint on this team. The team has taken on his attitude and it's shown and they're playing team ball. And even when they have off nights, you can still tell that they, they can work together and 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 just get the job done. And I think that that's going to go big in the long run. And they're going to need all that with the Raptors because the Raptors, to me, are, are remind me of a Golden State as far as the team chemistry. Um, not a lot of people are giving them a shot, but uh, if those two teams meet, it's going to be a, a hell of a match. I think it's Ogle seven. But I said, don't cut the Celtics out either. I, I think that that um, that team is also uh, poised to make a run as well if they can get um, their uh, their team chemistry going. Sticking with that, no, sorry. no. So not to mention that Miami team is young. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're young and handling business—that's that's what's scary about that. Sticking to that same series, we're going to talk about the Greek Freak and how he didn't play well in the game, last game, which is game five against Miami. But the question now is, will he stay in Milwaukee or leave now that the team has fallen short yet again from capturing a championship? Does he stay or leave and why? I say he stays. And here's why. If he stays, Milwaukee can pay him the most. And honestly... Losing in Milwaukee is not like losing in LA or New York, where 
losing is not acceptable. So to me, if he stays in Milwaukee, he can get another superstar up there and just go through the motions. But now in this new era of, of the NBA, I don't think, to me, I don't think it's, he's going to stay. I want him to stay, though, because to me, it's going to pay him the most money. He's not going to be under pressure like you would be in bigger cities. And he's still developing as a player. He's a back-to-back MVP. And I think he should stay and build there and um, he'll get the most money. Because when it comes down to it, it's all about the money. Um, championships are great, but you look at players like like uh, Carmelo Anthony, who went for the bag, and championships in, in this era, to me, are hard to come by. And when the team's willing to cater the team around you, why, why change it up? Uh, Milwaukee's still a very young team. He's still a very young player. And to me, I would give another three years. What's another three years? You know, and that's my opinion. James, do you agree? Uh, I'm going to have to go with, I agree with him. Uh, for the simple fact that uh, I believe the Greek freak will stay. You know, last night he showed it on the bench, you know, helped coach his team up along with his coaches. And I feel like he has some unfinished business to take care of. You know, they can get a, not to say, you know, Bledsoe uh, isn't a good point guard, but I feel like they got to get a veteran point guard. Someone like Chris Paul is going to become a free agent who's looking to spend his career, I bet, with the contender, you know, to win a title. And so if they get you know, a good point guard like Chris Paul, something like that, to help facilitate that offense, you know, to command it, it'll help the Greek freak out. And also they uh, need some shooters. You know, Chris Milton showed that yesterday, but I feel like it was a little too late uh, for Chris Milton to be showing up when, you know, he could have been showing up a lot sooner into the bubble. But I, I think he will stay. I think, you know, the Bucks will do something to get him some help. But, you know, if not, you know, I'd be shocked. But I do feel like, you know, he'll, he'll get something done alongside with the Bucks and stay in Milwaukee and get some like, attractive veterans to come out there and help compete in the Eastern Conference Finals because next year I feel like the East is uh, is going to be a lot tougher, but I think they still have a possible chance of being a contender in the East and getting to the champ- getting to the finals if they get some help out there to help them out shooting. All right, moving on to the next thing where it's time for right on or way off. We're, this is the game where we go and ask a question and you guys each answer whether it's right on or it's way off. Let's start with everyone. The Raptors will come back and win the series against Celtics in game in seven games. Isaac? Right on. I think to me, the Raptors have a lot to, uh, to still show. I think they can adjust when it comes to uh, these long series. Uh, they showed it last year, of course, at Kawhi. But I think the team chemistry and their ability to, to play together is going to show. Um, it will go seven games. And I think they can, make, they can do it if they stay healthy and, and attack this team. Because this, this team, to me, is, is very young. But they're also, they're, they're, they don't lack experience like they do. And the Raptors definitely have gone far 
last year, and I think they can do it. Right on. James? Um, I did pick the – you know, I wrote this question out before the game ended tonight, you know, the Raptors winning in double overtime. 125-122. So this with this game seven, I believe uh I did pick the Raptors to win it. So I in the win the series and, and you know and to go to conference finals to face Miami. So I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna say yes, they can win game seven. Uh Boston has showed uh mistakes that badly cost them and the, the games pretty much that they lost every single one. And I feel it's the wrong time to do so because the Raptors are capitalizing on these mistakes. And so I do feel like the Raptors could win game seven. And then, and it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a no-bother. I wouldn't be surprised if this game seven goes goes to overtime once again like it did uh, tonight. But uh, I can see the Raptors winning it and winning this game seven by uh, by five games, by five points, I'm sorry. So, yes, I, I believe the Raptors will win game seven, so I'm going to say right on. All right, let's see what happens. The Miami Heat will win the Eastern Conference in finals. It, conference finals in five games. James, right on or way off? I'm going to say way off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoever they're playing in the conference finals, it's going to go seven games. I'd be shocked if it goes anything less than six. But I'm going to say I'm just going to go seven games. But Miami's going to have a tough uh, time with whoever they play. You know, when it comes to the Raptors, the Raptors have a lot, like I said earlier, they have a lot to prove without Kawhi, which they've done an excellent job so far. And the Celtics are, are your own team who has a who has a great poise in this in the coach who knows how to make adjustments on the fly. But I'm gonna say way off. Isaac, do you agree? Uh, I agree. This uh, the East is is a very interesting division because a lot of these teams here have played each other. So they know each other's weaknesses, they know each other's strengths, and I think they can adjust. So definitely um, whoever Miami faces will go seven games. Um, and I think we'll definitely have an uh, answer of who is the, the best in the East when it comes to uh, this division because, uh, like I said, all these teams know each other. And, you know, I think the Heat can go. I'm going to pick the Heat. They're, they're hot right now, and they're riding a wave. And I think Jimmy um, Butler definitely has the will and and he's instilled the attitude in his teammates and um, I'll definitely, I'm going to take that. I remember it's just right on or way off, all right? Yeah, right, yeah, right on. <laughs> no, the Miami Heat will win the Eastern Conference Finals in five games. You think that's right oh, on? Way off. Way off. There will be a 500-yard passing game week one in the NFL. James. <laughs> I'm going to say right on. Uh, the reason being because with, with the NFL having to cancel preseason because of the pandemic, um, I'm going to say right on because these first four games, you know, the first four months in, first, first month in the NFL is going to be like preseason. You're going to mm -hmm. see a lot of sacks giving up, O-linemen miscommunicating, uh, Quarterback storm interceptions because they're not on the same page with receivers, uh, running backs, you know, possibly making, you know, breaking big plays or big pass plays happening because, you know, defenses, you know, can't can't communicate properly. Uh, and also, you know, it's just going to be a, a lot of excitement, but also a lot of disappointment. So, yes, I'm going to say a, 
I'm going to say yes. Somebody, I say there's going to be at least one or two quarterbacks throwing 500 yards this weekend. So I'm going to say yes, right on. Isaac, right on or way off? There will be a 500-yard passing game week one in the NFL. I'm going to go way off. Um, here's the thing. I think it'll get close, but JB uh, made a good point as far as the O-lines. Um, I think there will be a lot of running. Um you can practice for so much, but you need actual gameplay to simulate these uh, plays. Um, I think the game's going to be fast, but you're going to have um, teams out there that are that are not going to be in sync. I'll tell you one team that's not going to get 500 yards, and that's the Jaguars. They, they've given away their whole roster. They gave up Fournette. They gave up – they're giving up everybody. They got – I'm sure they signed water boys. Yeah, on purpose. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just not – it's not tanking at, tanking at its finest. They're tanking and they're they're saying that they're they're making the best moves now. They're tanking, and then you got you got scrub teams that that are out there that are not that are you know this it's it's, it's not a season for them. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw um uh, a team like uh, I don't know the the Raiders. I, I'm not a Raider fan, but the Raiders every year they make noise and. They're, they're not – I don't think they believe in, in Derek Carr. Um, but I'll throw them in there too where, no, I don't think it's, it's, it's going to happen. But definitely the Jaguars are not getting 500 yards. Not when, you know, I like Minshew, but to me that's all a gimmick. And I don't, I don't even know where the running back is. So I'm going to say uh, way off. Let's try that again. Take two. Okay. We'll be doing something new and fun here on the show. Each week, we'll be doing the NFL pick of all the matchups in the NFL for that week. Andre, Isaac, and James will be going up against each other to see who has the best record in picks. We'll pick the record of the picks for the entire regular season and see who has the best overall record. We ask you, the fans, to join us as we'll be making these picks on the polls. You can find these polls on our Instagram page, Stadium View Podcasts. Okay, let's start with week one. Texans at the Chiefs. James, who do you have? I'm going to take uh, the Chiefs. Isaac? I'm taking the Chiefs. The young bull, the quarterback, he's a problem. But, you know, let's see the Texans giving them some problems too. But no D-hop, I'm taking, them. I'm taking the Chiefs. Since Andre's not here, I'm going to tell you guys what he picked. He picked the Chiefs as well. Next one is Cowboys at Rams. Isaac, who do you have? I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, to me, I think uh, being at home, opening up that new billion-dollar stadium, I think they're going to be inspired. And I'm a Cowboy hater, so I'm going with the Rams. James? Uh, Cowboys. Uh, also Cowboys for Andre. Seahawks at Falcons. James? Seahawks. Seahawks. I'll take Seahawks. For Jets at Bills. James. Uh, I'm going to go Jets. Isaac. I'm going to take the Bills. Trey is uh, also taking the Bills. And Andre had the uh, Falcons on that last one with Seahawks. Okay. Yeah. Bears at Lions. 
I'm going to go Bears. I'll take the Bears, too. Dre has the Lions. Packers and Vikings. I'm going to go. I'll go ahead. I could, I'll take Packers. Uh, I'm going to take Vikings. Dre has Packers. Dolphins and Patriots. James. Uh, I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to take Patriots. I'm going with the Pats. Patriots. Same for Dre. Patriots. Eagles at Washington. Go Eagles. I'm thinking Eagles. Also the Eagles. Raiders at Pather at the Panthers. Isaac. Panthers. Uh, I'm going to go Panthers as well. You're all on the same line. Panthers for Dre. Colts at Jaguars. Dre. I'm sorry, James. Uh, I'm going to go Colts. Jags. I'm going to give Jaguars one chance right here. Jaguars for Dre. Browns at Ravens. I'm going to go Ravens. Isaac? Ravens. Oh, I ain't taking Odell. Nah, that's all shenanigans he's involved. I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, Ravens for Dre as well. Chargers at Bengals. James? I'm going to go Chargers. Chargers. Chargers for J or for Dre. Uh, Bucks at Saints. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to go Saints. Isaac? I'm going with the Bucks. I'm on that bandwagon. Early. Bucks as well. Uh, Cardinals at 49ers. I'm going to go 49ers on that one. I'm taking the young kid, Cardinals, <laughs> <the> quarterback. <laughs> I think he, I think he might he do something over there. Um, not sure what Dre had. Uh, Steelers at Giants. Go Steelers. Giants. And Andre had the 49ers on that one, last one. Titans at Broncos. Go Titans. Titans. Broncos is what Dre put. Those are all the teams for the week one. Let's see who wins. Uh, we'll write these down and we'll figure out who ends up winning at the end. And we'll also put the poll out there. Thank you for joining in and listening to the first showing of Stadium Views Podcast. Make sure to follow our Instagram page at Stadium Views Podcast. Until next time, be safe and encouraged.